Well, we've had a lot to talk about AIDS in the first few minutes. Yeah, that's your fault. It's not my fault. It's the people who had the AIDS commercial, and then someone had the audacity to put it on YouTube. Pandora's AIDS box. Well, Is Pandora a female? Well, she has a box, so it would have to be a female, wouldn't it? I don't know, man. I didn't know if that was a reference to uh, female genitalia I just or think not. That's, why? Because it looks alluring, and then it causes nothing but problems. Yep, Pandora's <laughs> box. <laughs> oh well, I guess that's probably as good of a place to start as any. Feels good to hear that music again. On a cool December afternoon in the Mountain State, it's episode 21 of Apex Live. I'm Brad, that's Steve. Hello. The long hiatus, voluntary and involuntary, is over. Boy, it feels good to be back. End of summer by the 126ers, leading us in, copyright free to avoid litigation. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about and catch up on. Since last we spoke, Steve continues the construction of his empire. We'll talk about that. We had idiots who thought it would be a good idea to go to a military installation without being invited while we were gone. I have an update on one of the members of my Desert Island Five. An exciting update. We got somebody that's on Twitter that really should not be on Twitter. We just had the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll talk a little bit about that. And we have another Virginia Tech update. Because, of course, we do. It's really more of a public service. Whenever, wherever, and however you may be listening, it's episode 21 of the podcast. We are back. We're not going anywhere. Thanks for sticking with us. Settle in, get comfortable, join us from start to finish. Should be a lot of fun. Steve, it's been way too long, man. How how are you doing, my friend? Um, up and down, but pretty much uh, even keel. Yeah, I, th- I think we've kind of been in the same place for the last little while. I kind of was thinking about this, making some show notes last night, and and one of the things that I wrote down is we've both been on a little bit of a mental health, emotional well being journey, and and that's ongoing certainly for people like us anyway, but especially in the last little while, we just trying to get some things smoothed out and figured out and worked on and everything and mm-hmm. it's and it's a good feeling but it's it's kind of odd to me this i think is one of the more important things that we do and it just feels good to kind of be here and have that canvas to project things on but what have you been up to um other than that just kind of hanging out really um trying to getting uh getting better mental health followed with uh physical activity trying to get better physical health just yeah it's a little too cold kids. to hike right now yeah, it's a little too cold, man. I've just been kind of hanging out, um, lifting weights and stuff like that. It's like 29 degrees today. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I'm all about some cold weather. I really enjoy it, but my gosh. I mean, it's what keeps me congested and you know, kind of makes me worry about my voice whenever we keep going forward. Kinda. Yeah, it's a little, bit, a little bit too cold to be out walking around and stuff like that. Yeah, so. but I miss hiking, and hiking makes things so much better. And I'm not one of these people, and you know, I, I want to get in touch with nature. No, I just like going somewhere where it's quiet. And if I go hiking with anybody, I'm going with one other person. I'm not going with multiple people. No, you yeah. just go, you walk, you chill, you don't worry about it. I'm not. I'm not going ten miles. I'm not going 
4,000 feet in elevation. I just want to kind of get away from all the stress and the craziness and the nonsense. But that usually happens in the woods or in a wooded area. You know, that's a good place to be. Oh, gosh, I need more of it, especially since football season's over. Trees don't talk. Well, I'll tell you one well, thing. No, if, not a language I understand anyway. If the trees start talking to you, that's that's when you know it's time to put the beer down and go home. Yeah. Just like everything else. That's for sure. But it's <laughs> – I'll tell you, it's been – a crazy few months. Um, the last time we had an episode was the live show at the boxing event. It's hard to believe that was June. Yeah, it's a while ago. That was June or July. I can't remember the exact date on it. But it's been a while. Since then, we've had the entirety of the regular season of college football. Um, baseball's over. It's We've transitioned all the way out of summer through fall, and now we're into winter. And there's just been a ton of stuff going on. 2020, I think, has the potential to be a really profitable year and not just in terms of money, but just on a, from a personal standpoint, it's just going to be a good year, a good year of building. And I think maybe the result of so much effort that has been put in to try to make some good things happen. Um, I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I'm going back to college in January. Oh, cool, man. Uh, what are you, um, what are you going to uh, finish up or? First of all, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I just say it's kind of like the books that I write. Every time I get done with a book, I say never again and then have to do it again. I just go ahead and do it again. So this time I've kind of thought about, OK, I need I need another gig. I want some security callbacks. Well, that and I want a side hustle because yeah. I, something that I can do on the side, but it can also be a primary job. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go and get a certificate in medical coding and billing. Okay, that's something you can do from home. You can do well. it from home. Yeah. You can do it doctor's offices, pharmacies do it now, obviously hospitals, mm-hmm. things like that. Well, we have reached a point in our country where they just want to socialize everything, including medicine. And I'm getting sick of the forced socialism nonsense. Yeah. But the one benefit of that, even though I disagree with it completely on principle, is that you think people go to the ER for every sniffle now – yeah. What's it going to be like if you make this this stuff universal? It's going to be out of control. Yeah. Well, be bad. when that happens, they're going to have to code it. They're going to have to get everything lined up because they're going to be billing literally everything. So as much in demand as it is now, it's going to go even higher. So if you get in on the front end of it before it spikes for real, yeah. you're already in place. So I think that's a good thing. I've got some connections in it anyway. And because I've done so much college for so many years, I need six classes and I'm done. Yeah. So I can kind of dial it back, not have to go full time, just do two or three classes a semester, maybe one over um, one over the summer or something and really space it out. End of next year, I'm done. I'm certified. And it's something else that I can do. And then you look at all the drama and BS I had to deal with with my main job. For the last few months. I yeah. Mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What can I say without getting sued? I am, I guess, very old school, and I know that you are too, in that when we make an agreement with someone, your word should stand for something. It should mean something. It's, it's not just a matter of legality and a verbal contract. It's about character and the fact that it should mean something whenever you come to terms with someone. And they make an offer, you accept it, and it's just like, you know, we don't we don't need to write anything down. Shouldn't it's, have to. Exactly. And that's not what happened. So it was uh, an, an attempt to screw me out of you know, four digits worth of money and then do so not only retroactively, 
but proactively into the future. And that was just not acceptable to me. And you were there for, for all of that. So I ended up having to write a 17 item contract and have it signed just to make sure everything's locked in. And, and I'm still doing stuff for him. That's fine. I worked Monday, but when things like that happen, it makes you kind of look back at it and say, okay, I'm going to make sure I've got something else in my hip pocket. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the school thing's about. Plus, the necessity of it is going to be great. The regularity of it will be great whenever yeah. that time comes. And I can kind of do this as a primary and then do the medical coding billing stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. And that pays off student loans. Or I can flip it and do the medical coding stuff and then do this on the side. And that pays off student loans and debt profile. Dave Ramsey would love this with his get out of debt stuff and, and his financial peace universities mm-hmm. stuff. I've read through all that stuff. Watch the videos. And the man's a wizard. So I'm going to do all that stuff. But it's been a wild few months. Um, West Virginia's football season was not great. Yeah. yeah. The Browns but, stuck this year, too, again. So that's all good. But we finished better than I think a lot of people expected. So that was fun. And, and Was it five and seven? Five and seven, but one. Uh, it beat TCU at the end of the year. Almost beat a ranked Kansas or beat a ranked Kansas State. Almost yeah. beat a ranked Oklahoma State. And you know, one game away from a bowl, and really building for the future. There's a lot of optimism. Well, he doesn't have his people in place yet. He oh, doesn't no. have his system running yet. So. Oh, it was so, he had to clean up such a mess. Yeah, Holgerson uh, did really well with Houston this oh, year too. God, that was hilarious to watch the the weekly flipouts. Yeah, uh, it, it's a lot of fun watching it happen for somebody else's team. Now he was there before for Houston, right? Or he's he from was, Texas or something like that? He's, he was born in Iowa, but okay. he spent a lot of time in Texas. He was at Texas Tech with Mike Leach. That's then, what it was, Mike Leach. And well, him, yeah. he was also offensive coordinator at Houston for a few years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. to yeah. Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Could have done without that. That's on the laptop. <laughs> okay, so you've got that kind of stuff with football. But what was the best part of football season for me mm-hmm. was, I don't know why they started to do this now necessarily. But they decided to have a couple of people come in for some meet and greets, autograph sessions, things like that. Before games down at the Eggerson Alumni Center, which is very close to where I park. And this year they did it twice. And the first person that they brought in on September 14th was Major Harris for the NC State game. Yeah. And I've met Major a couple of times and I've got... I don't know what all you can get a football player to sign, but I've probably got it signed by Major Harris. His autograph is all over, Michael. It, it's everywhere. I've got a jersey, helmet, uh, a jersey, a mini helmet, uh, a football, all kinds of stuff. But Kenny, my brother Kenny, has never never got to meet Major. Hmm. And he loves WVU, too. So I got to take him up there for that game because he hadn't been in, I guess, five years. And he got to meet Major Harris, which was tremendous. But the one I always wanted to meet was Don Nealon. And as a coach and as a leader and everything else, I just I never got to meet Neilan and tell him, listen, you are the one, along with Dave Barksdale, a local coach here in West Virginia. He's like 205 now. That's who taught me how to coach. Neilan is early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about um, Barksdale. Barksdale's mid 70s. Really? Yeah. He was. He just always kind of looked older, though, right? He graduated five years before my dad. Oh, so okay. he is. So he he would have graduated, I guess, in 62. That was the undefeated. He doesn't coach anymore, team. does he? Yeah. He's an assistant. Just 
What a Woodrow's at Woodrow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just to help because he loves it. So, and he's, he is the best coach I've ever seen. He taught me how to do it. So him and Neilan are the two I learned how to coach from. And I just wanted to sit down and talk to coach Neilan and went down there and I waited kind of for everybody else to filter through. And and I went over and, and got to sit down and talk to him for a few minutes and just tell him, thank you. And got my picture taken with him after getting to talk to him because I met him one other time and talked to him for 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. But this time I actually got to sit down and talk to him for a few minutes. And it was just one of the great experiences of my life. And it was so cool to get to see him and meet him because, I mean, let's face it, he's in his early 80s. It's hard to tell how many more opportunities there are going to be. That's for sure. To be able to do something like that. So, you know, you've got that kind of stuff to enjoy and otherwise kind of gray football season but they've legalized sports wagering in the state of west virginia and apparently the system that i have works really well so you know at least there's that mm-hmm. you, know, sure. you don't do much uh wagering on on sports i'm sure no i don't have the the means right now to do that but if i ever well, yeah, I didn't have the get means. Get there again, then it, I will. It gave me the means. That's the point. I don't have the means <laughs> to get the means. Just You don't have the means to start? Yeah, with uh, not you know being persecuted at home for <laughs> betting or something like that. <laughs> I started, it's easier to do this when you don't have three children. Yes, that's very true. I started, I think, I started the season with 150 bucks, hmm. And I'm up considerably more than that. Good. So... That's not. You don't have to write that off or anything, do you? I mean, uh, they will. Do you have send, to do anything with that? Yeah, they that sucks. they will send you. Of course, f- that's why it's legal. I forgot. Right, they will send you a yeah. form that outlines how much money you've made, but I think it also calculates in how much you've deposited. Yeah. So whatever your net is, uh, what's for, the percentage on that? I don't know. Thirty-three and a third. Um, probably. I would say I, I know what it is for the lottery. For the lottery, it's 7%. If you, if you win Powerball, uh-huh. you pay 6% state and 25% federal. So it's 33 and a third. So much, like right? 31%, I think. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing it would be something similar here, but I'm, I'm not totally sure. Um, it makes me not want to declare it all because I'm a libertarian in that regard and think taxation is theft. Yeah, because it is. Because they're stealing your money and then... They're acting like they're doing a favor for you in April when they give you back part of the money they stole. I mean, it'd be like walking. It'd be like me walking into your house and taking everything in the refrigerator, and then six months later walking back in and saying, "By the way, here are some bagel bites I didn't eat." Yeah. Oh well, thank you. That's so nice of you to give back part of what you stole. Now, where's the rest of it? Yeah, you know, and we've gotten into the tax issue before, but federal federal sales tax. It's the gas tax, how much, you know, that's how much gallons of gas really are and how much we're taxed on. Right. That. Well, that's why gas here is so expensive. But yeah, but let's face 28 it. 28 cent state tax, right? Just uh, on the state. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But all right, how do you fix it? You get rid of the IRS. You put a 10 percent sales tax on everything on the federal level. Yep. Nobody can evade it. Everyone's paying exactly the same. And if you make more money and you want to spend more money, then by all means, pay more in taxes. But think about this, Simple. though. You're still doing that, but you're still paying other taxes on top of that. You know what I mean? You're still personal property. You know, Which you is have ridiculous. You know, you have certain taxes just for paying your bills. We've you got to do. I mean? We've got to do something about this. That was what, we've got to elect third party people who want to get rid of this nonsense. You just stay under the radar and do illegal shit. That's basically the only thing you can do. Or work yeah. as an independent contractor and not tell them shit. Only report about half of what you actually get. 
Just as long as you get paid in cash, you'll be all right. Yeah. Cash is the way to go. <laughs> it is the only way to go. Until we no get paper to, trail. Until we get to the cashless society of revelation, which is eking close. closer. It's close. Isn't that creepy? That when when you see it, I mean, I, and I've all I believe every word of the Bible, even the, but the it's Terminator, weird. the Terminator shit too. Like how That's advanced true. things are becoming. You know, it's like people want to want the demise of like even popular you know fiction and stuff like that. What is it? Was it Skynet? Skynet, and it's like that becomes self aware. And I mean. Who's to say that's not that's possible now? You know who who really knows? I'm not smart enough to know that shit. But that is a special kind of creepy, isn't it? It's done on purpose, though. That people want that shit. Like, so anything monumental for you since since the last episode? Anything big or just kind of blissfully even keel? Let me think. I don't really think anything big. No. That's probably best. That's cool, though. Yeah. I haven't had anything fucked up happen or, like, like I haven't won the lottery or anything like that. Well, that so. wouldn't I – mean, that would be a good thing, though. There wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Now, if you look at it, um, people that win the lottery, they usually die pretty soon after that or, like, some shitty stuff happens to their family or this or that. I mean, that's just – it's the lottery curse. So I don't or know. they do incredibly dumb things like the idiot that won all the money here, Jack Whitaker. Oh, yeah. It was, he, I mean, he lost family members because of that. I can't People, understand why somebody broke into my car and stole a briefcase with $130,000 in it. Or giving, you know, your um, family members that you know have issues and then they end up overdosing or something like, else like that. Yeah, that was a real yeah. shocker, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it blows my mind. It just goes to show you that in that up. regard that you can, I mean, you, you know, what was that uh, I've heard? You see what God thinks about money by who he gives it to. That's very true. You know. That is, that's yeah. a great quote. Who gets it or how they get it. That is a great quote. I don't know where I saw that, but. Huh. I mean, I guess it's not true in all ways. You know, it just depends. But for the vast majority, people will not do the right thing. Right. But the con- the concept behind it is very profound. I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. My favorite quote, I think, along those lines is uh, when Einstein said coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, too. I, I think like that, that. that's, that's phenomenal. Good. And as someone who has, I think, experienced a great deal of those things that seem like coincidence until you stack them over mm-hmm. and over and over, and then you try to figure out statistically the odds of all of those things happening at random. Yeah, I know you've been experiencing some of those things, too, yeah, recently. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And you look at it and think, okay, once... But I've thought about it in that in that regard, though. Right, you know? and, and and that's because it's happened before. Yeah, and you look at it and say, okay, once is kind of okay. That's odd. Twice it, is really strange. A daily occurrence. When you get to like ten, you're yeah. okay. All right, and you're just looking up. Okay, all right, I get it. I know. All right, I get it. And you know, you're not subconsciously looking for it because I didn't even notice it until I, it happened multiple times. Right. And you know, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I have things that could pull me in a different direction, but this is. You know, an area code. <laughs> Isn't that, you know what is I mean? that not weird? It's an area code that is here. I mean, I don't know if I'm looking for it. I'm. I don't think so. But uh, actually, one of the ones that I dealt with was an area code. Mm-hmm. It's it's mainly been the same subject matter. Yeah. But different things that every time I kind of get a little away from it, or every time you know paths kind of diverge a little bit. I get that thing where God kind of like points me back and points me back. So, and one time it was, it was a, 
it was an area code and it was the weirdest thing. I, I at random decided to go get something to eat. Yeah. And, and I'm a big guy. I'm six, two and 215 pounds and I can, I can eat when my stomach's okay. And I don't have the digestive issues at full power. I can eat a lot. So this is a day where I just, I just kind of needed a little something and went and got something cheap. And it turned out to be that exact amount. I never eat that little. Yeah. And it comes out as that amount, and I just looked at it and said, oh, come on. <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense on its own. But mm-hmm. then when you get five and six and seven deep into it, and then it becomes 20 and 30, and weeks become months. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, if you're a person of faith, and I am, you start to look at some things and go, okay, all right, I'm going to be I'm gonna be praying about this. And I'll say, okay, Lord, show me. Show me something. Show me this. Show me if this is it, – it's tough to constantly be looking for signs. Um, there are evidences of it throughout the Bible, but it's tough to continually do that because sometimes that can be a little bit of weak faith to constantly need signs. But eventually you look at something and go, all right, just show me I'm not crazy. Hmm. And then, some. okay, I'm not even going to ask for something I can manipulate but I'm just show me. And sure enough, it's like something totally odds defying and it happens. And you say, okay, all right, I hear you. I get it. And then it's that most terrible, painful, horrible thing that we're told to do. Mm-hmm. Be patient. But when you're asked, I mean, when you never really asked for a sign, but you mm-hmm. ke- continually get it, you know what I mean? Yes. That's the, it's like, okay. Well. And then you're told to wait. And then you're told to be patient. It's, oh, man, I, I'd rather be told no than be told to wait. But that's that basic human impatience and mm-hmm. pride and, and control freak tendency that I think is built into us. Some way more than others, obviously. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not really a control freak person. But that in that regard, especially, it's just, oh, man, I don't want to be told to wait. Wait sucks. Yeah. It's- and as you get a little bit older. Being told to wait is a little bit more difficult to hear. Because yeah, you've been hearing it your whole life and you never know because you know time is finite. So. Exactly. And you're, you're watching that, you know, the sand fall through the hourglass. Yeah. And it seems like it's moving faster, it's more even apparent. though it's not. It's more apparent the older you get. Oh, that's tough. All right, let's conduct a little business. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, keep track of the show. We're going to be doing more and more with social media. I've gotten rid of a couple of accounts because social media is cancer in a lot of ways, but sadly it's a necessary cancer in some instances. So if you want to get with us on Facebook, you can do it. Just search apex live podcast, all one word and our page will come up. You're probably listening to us through the website at apexlive.fireside.fm, but we're also available on iTunes and on Spotify. So you can find us there, listen to the show. I know people do that. We've got highlights there. We've got some best of clips that are going to be posted here soon. We're going to post a couple of best of episodes. It'll be about an hour long and have some of our favorite segments should be doing at least two of those, but maybe more. And those will continue as we produce more and more episodes. And if you want to email us, please do. You can send us audio commentary. You can send us comments, do whatever you please. And you can do that at apexlivepodcast at gmail.com. So, looking back at something we did a few episodes ago. Gmail. Gangster mail. I like that. I just no, Gangster I mail? Gmail. Are we talking like Bloods and Crips yeah. or Roaring Twenties gangsters? I don't, whatever. Because if it's what, Roaring Twenties, I can get down with that. Whatever, whatever you want it to be. I'll go Roaring Twenties because I can pull cool. that off. You can get a little bit of style. You know, the Jack Dempsey era. Yeah. Of the world, 
Yeah, I could I could get down with that. That sounds like fun. Prohibition really wouldn't affect me very G-mail. much, so it's it's going to be fine. I know that root beer. Or maybe it's just Big G. Maybe it's just his email. Big server. Gmail. Maybe it's just Big Gmail. I thought that too, but that's just too. <laughs> that's that's too inside for our listeners. I'm afraid. Um, a few episodes ago, we decided to do a top five list. We actually we have a top five list today that we'll be doing in the second segment of the show when our guest calls in. But we did a top five list on our top, top five desert island women. Yeah. Okay. And one of them on my list was Jackie Byers, the actress that was on Salvation on CBS, which was sadly canceled after two years. So, you know, the list is what it is. And we have reasons for putting these people on the list. Yeah. I mean, it's a desert island list, for God's sake. So imagine my glee when I am listening to some podcasts. I'm an active podcast listener. I have Podcast Addict on my phone. It's great to subscribe to podcasts through that app. So you can search in that app, put in the search terms, and it will pull up any, and I do mean any podcasts, anywhere where those words are in the description or in the title. So I just decided to search for you know some sports figures I knew and for some titles and some terms, team names, recording artists, because I like listening to interviews. I like listening to different topics. So on a whim, I typed in Jackie Byers Let's, because she's not very visible. She lives in Canada, yeah. doesn't do a ton of stuff. Even her IMDb profile is not very deep. So it turns out one guy decided to do an interview with her. And I'm okay, I'm going to listen to it. Let's see how it is. Well, I don't mean to be hypercritical. But he's a terrible interviewer. He is absolutely horrible. It's not an entertaining show. If she wasn't the guest, I can't imagine ever wasting my time listening to that again. But she's on the show, so I want to listen to it. So I fire it up and I start listening. And I think it's about 30 minutes in. And he's going through some of the things that she's done in her career. And again, it's not a long list. Some independent yeah. films. And she was on a show on Showtime that lasted for one season and did some other things. And then she said something very interesting. He brings up the show Roadies. That was the show on Showtime. Yeah. And it only lasted for a year. You know, oh, it was such a great experience, dot, dot, dot. Goes on about that. So at that point, it's just you know the self-aggrandizing actor speak about how rewarding of a project mm-hmm. it was and whatever. So I'm starting to tune out a little bit. Kicked off your desert island list. I you? did not. Oh. Because then I hear the key phrase that ropes you back into the interview when she says, and that was the show where I did my first nude scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. He had to bring him back in with a nude. Okay, you have my attention. So <laughs> I didn't know that such a thing existed. See, I'm not a porn guy. I'm just, I'm not. I'm not a porn guy. I have, I have no interest in it. But it is Jackie Byers. Hey. And I feel like if Just it looking was, for nudes isn't necessarily porn. If it was such an important thing for her career, it was such a rewarding experience, and she pays such a close attention to her craft. Yeah. It would be disrespectful of me. Not to examine her work. Hey, that's still... That, it's I'm still an acting. artist. I'm an artist, Steve. I am an artist. I understand the and plight. What, was it worth it? Did you check it out? I understand the plight of the artist. But then 
now we'll have to look at it. Before I could even look it up, because I didn't know if I could even find it, because it's not exactly something extremely well known. I, I'm a, and we have the phone thing again. We're obviously back. I love it. Okay, so here's the interesting part of this. That, that's official. I'm very involved in language. Language is very important to me. So I started to parse the sentence that she had spoken, and she, thought, and she said, it was my first. Well, in order for there to be a first, there has to be many more. There must be a second. So it's kind of like when you do an outline. If there's going to be one bullet point, there has to be two. So I, apparently there was one in the film Bad Samaritan. So, of course, naturally, I do the research, find out what episode of Roadies, find the movie Bad Samaritan. I have officially now seen about 30 seconds of the movie Bad Samaritan. <laughs> I don't know if it's any good. I, know that I can verify that she is in it. I can also verify that she's in Roadies. And you know what? She's staying right on that Desert Island vibe. Yeah, in this one, um, she's a blonde. And the other one that I see here, you she's are a brunette. Looking it up. You are looking it up, aren't you? Of course. I'm looking right at her uh, chest right now. <laughs> that's, uh, the last, that's about one of the first times I've ever said chest. It's the, uh, it's the Steve Randolph research department, as such as it is every time. But yes, I did look that up. That's pretty nice. And she I think I like her more as a brunette, though. Really? Yeah. Usually it's a redhead kind of a thing. It's kind of like a strawberry blonde. Yes. That, yes. That's that's a perfect description. Um, we just got past Thanksgiving, by the way, and I'm thankful for that, obviously. But how did Thanksgiving go? What'd you do? Mm, um, well, I almost boycotted the whole thing because I just didn't feel like being around people. Oh my gosh, me too. I was even so if I was close. related to them, but it ended up being a decent experience. There's so many kids involved. Did you stay here? Um, yeah, I had a lot of kids to pick on. Uh, I went okay. to my uncle's house. Well, that's um, what matters. My dad came in that evening late and stayed until Sunday evening and then left. So it wasn't bad. Um, I got drunk one time because <laughs> I was just annoyed. I guess I just get annoyed. I don't like holidays that much. Me either, man. I used to. I don't know about you, but I used to. I used to enjoy them. Yeah, and as time has gone on, I think some veils have been lifted, and you've started to see things a little differently. And now you're just you just dread it. It's just you don't the want to capitalistic buy, 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 spin, spin, spin. It just gets on my nerves. Absolutely, I agree. It, it just it just gets worse. It doesn't, and it has nothing to do with the means that I have to do that. It's just it's pointless. It doesn't mean anything to me at that point. You know, like it's hanging out and this and that, but. Um, I don't know. I don't think people even like to be around each other that much anymore. And it's not even Christmas. You know? It's not. This was just yeah. Thanksgiving. This is just the one that's about food. Black Friday. I, oh, gosh. I like to release the, a fucking plague in, like, Walmart. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Fighting over by, TVs and bullshit. I was like, geez, come on now. Uh, yes. And lining up on the day you're supposed to be thankful for what you have to do this. And you want to go out and fight people. I drove by the Walmart... We have two Walmarts in our town, and I drove by the Walmart that is to my right. So the one out. Crab Orchard. That's the one. Yeah. And I drove out there. The cleaner is, one. This is probably, it depends on the time of the month. So <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying. Always the time of the month. Uh, correct. So I went by there at probably 730 on Thanksgiving. It's tough to fill up every parking spot. In a Walmart parking lot. It's pretty big. I mean, people park their RVs there to go to sleep at night. 
every spot was filled up. And then there's a little shopping center and there's a restaurant mm-hmm. right up flush against the road behind the Walmart. I don't think I've ever been there. Which one is that? There's a Tudor's and a Geno's. Oh, yeah. That's uh, near GameStop and all that. Yes. Okay. 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 And I would love to be sponsored by Tudor's or Geno's, owned by the same company, or GameStop for that matter. But I think they're about to go bankrupt, so it's really not going to matter to get sponsored. Why? They've been ripping people off forever. Why would they... Uh... Oh, they go bankrupt. Because people have caught on to their scam. Good. Okay, so Bastards. not only are every is every spot in that parking lot full, mm-hmm. every spot at Tudor's Gino's is full, and everything else. every spot at the shopping center is full. What about Analabs? Is that full, too? <laughs> I don't know. Over. Is Analabs over there? It's up on, up on the hill there. Okay, yeah. probably so. It was everywhere, and I thought... There are people lining up to go get stuff right now, and they don't even realize that on 40% of those items, they were marked up a week ago so that they can mark them back down, and you think you're getting a deal. That's what I tried to explain to a few people, and they're like, they just uh, they don't get it. They're not going to lose on this. It's I understand the whole aspect of mass selling, you know what I mean? Like the Walmart concept of cutting things back a little bit in order to sell much more to make more money. Right. But that's not what it is. You know, that's definitely not what it is. Well, look at but look at your explanation of things and why you kind of just wanted to distance yourself from the holidays. Yeah, it sucks. The attitudes that make the holidays difficult to navigate and deal with, those attitudes that happen at Black Friday are in the house, too. They're in your family oh, gatherings, there. too. I don't want to be around those people, no. those type of people. I don't want to be around Black Friday shoppers, and if I'm, they're in my family, then I don't want to be around them. Well, it's a good thing you said Friday shoppers after that, because there was yeah. a little hesitation, and that was Black about to get... That was about Friday. To get, that was about to get really awkward, but it's okay. You saved it. And I have mixed race people in my family. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. tremendous. See, I'm, all right, I'm going to play you a soundbite right now, and I... I'm only going to play half of it because the first half would get us in a bunch of trouble. Sure. But the people who know what this is from will just hear the second half and will laugh hysterically whenever I play it. Okay? I bet you know what it is, but, you know. (laughs) I'll just say it's from South Park. Yeah. Okay. So... It's funny we bring up. You know what it is. Of course it's, I do. I, I have a picture in my mind right now. Is it somebody peering out from behind a camera? If somebody is talking to you and they won't stop, what? Are, well, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. The category is people who annoy you. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny you talk about <laughs> almost boycotting the holidays. It's funny you mention that because I, I am at that point every year. My record for quickest exit at a family gathering holiday is about 12 minutes. Nice. Just, I went in, it was, I knew what was going to happen. Fuck you, fuck you, you're yes. cool, fuck you, I'm out. Well, and, you know, there's a lot of neutrality, and there's some extremes on each side. It's it's the ultimate bell curve of attention. But I knew that year, for some reason, I had a bad feeling, and I said, I'm just, I'm not going to go in and put up with any crap today. Wouldn't be your aunt, would it? <laughs> no, my aunt's great. And then, which one was it? There's one you don't like. I'm getting there. Yeah. And it's not a matter of not liking. It's a matter of being... Detesting? Completely annoyed. Okay? And it's... I'll, believe me, I'll get there. There's a reason why I'm doing this. Okay, so... Because you brought it up, and it's just... It's like lobbing it up at the net, and I can just run up and smash it. Okay, so... That year, I just knew something was going to happen, and the, the, the yapping started. And I said, I'm not doing this this year. And it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And then one more snide remark, and I went, 
Okay, I'm out. And just went outside. And I think they legitimately thought I was just going outside for some fresh air. Look, is that Brad's car? And the car <laughs> fired up. And I got there late, so I was in the back. I didn't. Nobody had to let me out. I was gone. That's the best thing, to get there late so you can leave whenever you That's want. That's what I do. I either get there super early. I got there 10 minutes late this year just so I made sure I was in the back if anything went wrong. I wonder if anybody put that together. Okay, probably not until they hear this. So... There is there's one family member in particular who I will not necessarily name here, but it's not necess- it's not really that he's done anything wrong. I won't say that. But I mean, do you know what it's like to be an only child and not be your mom's favorite? <laughs> That's the life that I have lived for mm-hmm. 30 plus years. And it it's it's been nothing but having this person shoved down my throat and everything they do is amazing and everything they do is wonderful. Well, the same thing happened this time. So I'm over there and all the talk was about his new house. Oh, he's got a, he, they just built a new house. Well, tell us about the new house. The new the new house and the new yard and all these oh. other things. And now his kids are the funniest kids and the cutest kids that have ever existed. And I guess that's the case because they're his kids. So it's just on and on. It's and putrid. On. And I'm just listening to it and I'm thinking this is utterly bizarre because other people aren't paying attention. Just be real loud. That's fucking great. But you, you know, but, yeah, I was almost at that point. Okay, so my mom is, you know, is in it and involved with it. And all, how much has been done since we came and saw it last time? Whatever. Okay, yeah. so fast forward to when it's done for the night and I'm the only one left there. And that's kind of odd because usually I've bounced by this yeah, point. So like, we're talking about something else. You had something to say. Th- I didn't. Oh, okay. Th- we were talking about some other things, and it was fine. And it was a pretty serious subject matter. And we're getting into other things. Nothing even in the area of that yeah. stops on a dime. You know, he's just such a great man. I know you all aren't, aren't close, but he's such a great man. And he's such a great dad, and he's such a great provider, and he's such a great husband. And, and I'm just, you know, it's that thousand-yard stare that Vietnam veterans had yeah. whenever they came back. <laughs> you know, it's the ultimate in PTSD and shell shock. And it's just listening to this crap. And I didn't even respond. I just nodded and wait, let it hang there for about 30 seconds yeah, and never said anything. And I know that was woefully unnoticed, but it's, it's that kind of crap. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. And then you stack on top of it. He's a Virginia Tech man. Oh, yes. So we'll get into that. That in a makes minute. it even he's, worse. He's not the Virginia Tech update. So he's a pedophile and he won't admit <laughs> it. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, he, I'm sure he is really good with his kids, huh? <laughs> oh. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's tremendous. And I am keeping an eye on that because I'll be using it. So I've decided, as a result, that he is only be, because remember he can do no wrong. Everything he does is right and wonderful and great, and I should aspire to it. Apparently, and it's been that way since I was four years old. Okay, so I've decided that from this point forward, he will only be known as Golden Boy. Golden Boy. So yes, if, <laughs> the, from this point, the Golden Child. Yes, he is Golden Boy. So I've got the soundboard on my phone, which so I, he wears pantyhose. So we <laughs> use. Oh God, no! Those are fishnets, Steve. Okay, my so bad. we will use we use the soundboard on the phone for all of our input here. So I decided, well, what happens if we're talking about Golden Boy? Then there must be reference to Golden Boy. Well, we've got Family Christmas coming up here, not this weekend, but next weekend. Golden so, Boy. So we're doing Family Christmas again. So I've decided anytime that subject is broached or I have to listen to this crap anytime for the next 10 years, I decided I needed to extract a sound clip to announce Golden the, Boy, the arrival of golden boy 
And who better than Michael Buffer? The Golden Ball! <laughs> <laughs> so, so every time he That's is referenced from now on, hey, how's the new house? The Golden Ball! <laughs> You and should just get that. Is, put it on your. Well, it's on your phone. Yeah, that's the point. It's on the soundboard. So you can I, just I've got to do that all the time. And look, you, you I can, would do that. You can verify. It's just labeled Golden Boy. <laughs> so yeah, and you know what? It's he didn't. I know he didn't do this. He you didn't need, ask for this. You need a Bluetooth speaker so it could be extra loud every oh, time. I, the Golden Boy. Oh I've, oh, I've got a Bluetooth speaker. I, I've got one, and I will use it all I can in this scenario because every time it's brought up. It's just the golden ball. <laughs> Does he call you ever? No. I'll put him as a ringtone. Hopefully, he'd call you. It'd be the golden boy. Not for years. <laughs> well, I know what would be his ringtone, and it would be the the new theme, which we will debut later for the Virginia Tech update. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of that inside joke. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He never would, and that's fine because he's better than you and me. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say that would be the universal. Golden boy. Uh, that would be the universal boy. attitude toward toward him and me if they listened to the episodes of this podcast. But, you know, Steve. Fuck them. It would be a little bit different if I cared, and I clearly don't. Why would you? So we got that going on. I would um, here's think an, about it. Here's another thing that happened while we were on our hiatus. You know, we're big fans of 80s culture. We're big fans of the nostalgia and, you know, the music, the movies, and all those things. And while we were away, within two days of each other we lost two icons of 80s music um, september 13th eddie money passed away Ooh, eddie mahoney passed away i didn't yeah. even know that but i knew about the uh, Kasich though but yeah and then two days later rick okasic of the cars passed away mm-hmm. and i don't know about you but those were two of my favorites I, I really enjoyed eddie money and i wasn't it was never two tickets to paradise it was never shaken and by the way, to one of our listeners and former guests and probably future guests, the line in Shaken is not her tits were shaken in the middle of the night. You're mishearing that. Yeah. Yeah. That was misheard. That's oh. that's a real thing. Inside again. I didn't. I never thought that that's what was said. But my favorite so. song was Take Me Home Tonight. Take it. Loved that song. One of my top five 80s. When we do our top five 80s songs as a top five list, that will be on my list. Who was the uh, back? Grounds or the the duet on that with him. I'll have to look that up during the break and, and tell something, you. Maybe it's, it was a lead singer of one of the sixties. Yeah, all the yeah, groups. I can hear that. Yeah. I can hear it so well, but I just cannot remember the name of who that was right offhand. I just know it was Eddie Money, and then Rick Ocasek of the Cars. If you look at my top five list of the eighty songs. There's a Cars song on that list because I think Drive is one of the best songs ever written. Oh, I love that song. I actually that did a cover of that. I loved it. So powerful. And you, he didn't sing that. Jonathan Orr is the one who sang Drive, even though Rick is the one who wrote it. Well, Jonathan died, I think, in 2000 or somewhere in there from pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And just a few months ago, just before Rick died, he was at a bookstore and did an acoustic cover of Drive. Really? And it was phenomenal. You can actually look that up on YouTube and find it. It is just tremendous. But I thought it was so important to mention that we lost a couple of really, really talented people from the 80s music scene. Because I know how much we both like the, like that era of music, yeah. especially. 
but such a such a great band and so underrated and underappreciated. And it's that unique sound. If you listen to the first ten seconds of a song, you know it's a car song. Yeah, it's. I mean, the Cars videos are awesome back in the day too. I don't. I, the only video I remember, I think, was Four Drive because. What about uh, the one with the fly on it? Hmm. Where he's like buzzing around. You might think I'm crazy. Yeah, I've never one. seen that video. It's it's he's so like, it's he turns into a fly. He's like flying around. It's it's actually really, really so good. So it's video. the video for you might think. Yeah, you might think. Okay, so there's one more thing we got to talk about before we go to the break. And I don't know if you know about this. What are you researching right now? Um, You're not still looking at Jackie Byers, are you? Uh, that that was five seconds ago <laughs> I stopped in there. So what are you looking up now? Um, I have to know. Eddie Money, who he did the song with. Oh, you're looking up who was with him on Take Me Home Tonight? Yeah. Okay. Will you find that out? Because we've got something Ronnie else. Spector. Ronnie Spector. That's it. Was she Born here? Veronica Yvette Bennett. Okay. I I think it'd probably be Spectre's female, maybe. I don't know. She wasn't. Yeah. Was she married to Phil Spectre? That, see, that's weird because Ronnie Spectre, that's kind of, um, that doesn't mean. And in the music industry? Yeah. It may be. I'm not sure. This is, I didn't really anticipate talking about Ronnie Spectre today, so I didn't do the research for that in the show notes. So there is one other thing that you need to hear. Okay. Because I don't know if you know about this. But once you hear this, you may never forget it. And I then probably we'll, won't. Then we'll go to a segment break. Phil Spector. So, yes. It was. He was married so. 1968 to 1974. And then he got a little homicidal later. Started killing people. Just yes. a little bit. Not well, too many times. Well, one. well, speaking of killing just people. One. That's a great segue. Speaking of killing it's people. It's not killing people. It's killing person if you kill just one. Well, not in the case we're about to talk about. Okay. Here's why. You know, um, social media has its benefits, but it also has its downfalls. And, you know, I consider it cancer now more than ever for a lot of reasons. Steve, you know all about it. For sure. Well, here we go. There are some people who just have no business on social media, Steve. And one of those people is O.J. Simpson. Holy shit. O.J. Simpson has... His name's belong on there. He has a Twitter page now. Okay. (laughs) So he only tweets in the form of videos. So he posts his kind of like blogs or whatever. Kind of. So he tweets his first video. Number one, this is kind of weird. He only refers to himself as yours truly. Hey, everybody, it's yours truly. Well, we know who you are. Wasn't that a line that he had naked gun? (laughs) It may have been. He just kept it. When he was uh, Nordberg. Nordberg. Okay. Yeah, I liked him in that movie, by the way. It was oh, funny. Was, those movies were hysterical. You could All watch that character, but like, he would never kill anybody. I'm, I'm sorry. Say that again? You could watch his character in that movie, and like, he would never kill anybody. Nordberg uh, is cool. <laughs> that's incorrect. But so, if you watch his character in the movie, you you, you never suspect that yeah, character. Fair point. Very fair point. If, if you saw O.J. Simpson in that light, like, oh, he's Nordberg. He would never kill anybody. Well, here we go, Steve. You ready for this? Yeah. This is his first video, and there's one point that he says something that you think, okay, out of everything you could have said. Yeah, I killed that bitch. What? <laughs> it's almost as bad. It's almost as bad. When you, hear it, when you hear it, you'll know. This is about 21 seconds. So this is his first video. Ready? Yeah. 
Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there, so this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So, this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So, God bless. Take care. <laughs> oh, people are dying. He's you know what? Him. He was fine. Why do you have to throw that getting even to do? He, okay, the last time he had some getting even to do, two people were dead. Yeah. I do believe. But why would you post that? Why would you say that that, was, that is what I need to say? Because, you know what he's... There were, you could hear the tone in his voice, too. He kind of... I got away with it, and I'll do it again if you don't watch my videos. I mean, yeah. just think about setting in front of him. He's not videoing it. He's got someone doing this for him. Yeah. So imagine you're the one. Like, fuck. You're the one holding the camera, okay? Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, so you'll doing okay here. read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Okay, I respect now, that. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the mm -hmm. real OJ32, is the only official one. Okay, gotcha. So this should be a lot of fun. Uh -huh. I got a little getting even to do. Oh, so God bless. Take care. It's getting even with people. Hey, last time I did that, I ended up in prison, right? <laughs> No, he didn't, and that's the problem. No, he did. He, oh, he beat those uh, the okay, memorabilia he, that's true. and shit like that. That's yeah. true. He went. He got even with the memorabilia people. So, okay, so his conviction rate's one for two. So he's batting 500. Actually, if you take the civil suit that he had, that's well, from a criminal the wrongful death. All right, so criminal-wise, he's... He's one for two. He's one for two. So he's really, you know, two no, for... No, he's two for... Yeah, so, so two for three, including the civil. Yeah. Which I kind of thought was fucked up, because... That doesn't make any sense to be acquitted of murder, uh -huh. but then have to pay money because of murder. Okay, Steve. That makes zero sense okay, to me. Okay, Steve, let's, let's be real. Here. It's fucking horrible. No, let's let's be real. Do you really think he's innocent? Of course not, but okay. still, that is as close as you can get to double jeopardy. Uh, okay, now here's the issue with that, and I say this from a legal standpoint, then we'll take a break. The reason why that's different is because the standard in a criminal case is beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. In a in a civil case, the standard is the preponderance of the evidence. So it's not like 99% sure like it is in criminal case. Yeah. In a civil case, it's literally 5149. Is it more likely than not? And that is why I have zero so, yes. respect for the fucking legal system. If we want to get into why the justice system is an oxymoron. It's not, it's not justice. There's no justice. You want to get into why that's an oxymoron. Believe me, that is that is an entire episode on its own. And, uh, oh, my gosh. You have your head imagine. in Pandora's box now, so you know all, all what's up in there. Did you say I have my head in Pandora's box? Yeah, you do court reporting, so you know what's up in there. Yeah, but you know, most of those are civil cases, thankfully. I You still see, do. though. I mean, oh, goodness. you know. I have seen so many things. Oh, remember uh, the case? We talked about this on an earlier episode. Oh, I think it was episode 18. The case wrongful with death. the uh, wrongful death, yeah. the doctor, the doctor died. Huh? LCD. He passed away. So now so nobody will, gets any cash. Uh, well, the case is still active because his insurance would be the one paying. Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. OK. But isn't that a shame? Because I wanted to meet him. I wanted to get a, a picture taken with him. Something along those lines. Because it was all bullshit. Pretty much right. Uh, it was legit. They they were going to get him, and really? they should have because it was it needed to happen. That was the one. Remember the the girl was vomiting. Yeah, 
the one that was the you know, it was actually a stroke and all those kind of things. Yeah. And that's obviously terrible and you hate that. But yeah, I just wanted to meet him because he's become such a legendary figure in my in my life. Yeah. Personally, professionally. But yes, he passed away and that's that's obviously how terrible. old around about eh, late 70s, I'm sure. Hmm. But, you know, and that's something that's you know, obviously part of the legal system. Oh, speaking of the legal system, Steve, do you know what time it is? No. It's time for another Virginia Tech update. I'm being chased by the cops. What are you being chased by cops? You drive fast. I can't see a damn thing. You know, we do this as a public service. It is another Virginia Tech update, this time not even from the athletic department. Dateline, Blacksburg, Virginia, which, by the way, just sounds like it needs to be a show on NBC. That actually sounds legit. Dateline, Blacksburg. This is your headline. Former Virginia Tech graduate student assembly president charged with child porn possession. Oh, wow. That seems right. Matthew Chan, 34, of Blacksburg, is charged with, count them, 22 counts. Is that 22 pictures? Of child pornography possession, according to online court records. This happened during our hiatus. A plea hearing was scheduled for July 2nd. He was the graduate student assembly president during the 2015 and 16 school year and most recently worked as associate director for Virginia Tech's sustainable nanotechnology in the Institute for Critical Technology and Applied Science. Where's he from? I don't know. Is he American born or? No, well, even though his last name is Chan, the fact that his first name is Matthews kind of suggests that he would be American born. Well, I know people that have no form of English name and they decide they want to be called something. That's that's very true. Uh, he is no longer a Virginia Tech employee, according to a university spokesman. Well, he's been promoted. <laughs> what overachiever. What did he do? Uh, released on a $15,000 bond after his arrest, he was ordered to have no unsupervised contact with minors before his case is resolved and barred him from accessing the Internet other than to use a cell phone to con- communicate with his relatives and his attorney. Well, isn't that lovely? Boy, things just don't change in the world of Virginia Tech. And that is our Virginia Tech update. And that is the end of the first segment of the show. We're going to take a break. Come right back when we come back. In the next part of the show, we're going to be joined by Jim Ashley. He's going to talk about a few things that have been going on with him and in our world. And we'll get to that when we come back right after this. You're listening to Apex Live. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. Episode 21 of Apex Live continues. I'm Brad, that's Steve. Hello. Man, it's good to be back. A little bit of Cielo by Huma Huma leading us in, also copyright free to avoid litigation. Joining us now live via the telephone, going old school on the technology. 
He's a small business owner, a world traveler, sponsor of the show, good friend of mine, all around good dude, Jim Ashley joins us again. Jim, welcome back, sir. Woo! What's up, fellas? <laughs> ah, you love that pro wrestling. I love the Ric Flair <laughs> woo. Makes you feel good. We're doing great. How are you doing? You have been all over the place in recent memory. You've been on planes. You are indeed a world traveler. You've been to Canada. You've been to Australia. What What are you doing? I have to um, know. What are you doing? And why? What am I doing? I'm just... I'm just exploring wherever I go, but simply because I can. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. You just decided, okay, I want to go to Canada. I'm going to go to Canada. I want to go to Australia. Now, I know the Australia thing has been a big deal for you because you've been wanting to go there for years. What is it about the allure of down under? That is not a euphemism. Stop (laughs) that look on your face, Steve. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe that is a little bit of a euphemism. And if it wasn't, it's a double entendre now. What is it about Australia that kind of drew your attention and made you want it to go? I don't know. I guess it was the I guess it was their February weather, which to sum it up, I came back to West Virginia with not a sunburn, but a burn. I burned myself the next to last day I was there. What did and, you burn yourself on? Uh, well, I did not use sun sunscreen. Oh, okay, I was going to say, is it a is it a friction burn? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no ozone layer down there. <laughs> I was I was just curious. There are many types of getting burnt or burns. So yeah, you know that happens. Good God, is that true? My goodness. Okay, and then Canada. The Canada thing is what gets me. You are the will, go for it. I went for a CFL game. Okay, now that's why I was actually going to reference that. I know a okay. lot. Of, Jim, Steve, I know a lot of people. I know a lot, Steve, you know I know tons of people Yeah, in a lot of places. But you don't know anybody who watches CFL. But Jim yeah. Ashley is the only person <laughs> that I know. Forget the – you know, like if, if it's on and it's the middle of the year or something, <laughs> the timing's right. Okay, there's nothing else on. I'll watch it. Jim Ashley is the only human being who I personally know that not only watches the CFL, he has a favorite CFL team. There's only one team, isn't there? Like, <laughs> Yes, it's nothing but one giant intra-squad scrimmage at all times. Intramural. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really, you have a favorite team. Who is it? I became a fan of the Toronto Argonauts several years ago when they won the Grey Cup. It was a snow-filled game and really i i was watching that game on espn too because after that game a press virginia game was coming on and the the game just grabbed my attention i mean i like the fact that the field is wide open i mean right if if dana holgerson fails at his job in houston he can go to canada and implement the air raid 12 on 12 and probably dominate up there i'm sorry did you did you say if (laughs) well (laughs) You can't keep giving and up 1,100 rushing yards. N- as it stands now. <laughs> yeah, you can't keep, keep giving up 1,100 rushing yards to Navy and, ex- <laughs> and, ex- and expect to stay employed. Fucking Navy. Anchors away, baby. Oh, that was fantastic. And, you know, we, used, we saw, what was it, seven or eight years of his flip outs on the sidelines. But th- now they're just hilarious to watch. I love watching him completely lose his mind. Yeah, I just got tired of punching up a weight class. Well, I didn't realize that Tulane was up a weight class for you when you're getting paid $4 million a year 
to be a coach of the Houston Cougars, but we'll get a little bit more into college football here in just a minute. But Jim, it's been a little while since you've been on. What's been going on since last we spoke? Oh, um, well, as you as you said, I went to Canada, and that next week I went to Denver for to watch my Broncos play. They beat the Browns. I hope nobody on the podcast is a Browns fan. I'm a Browns fan, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. You want a hug? <laughs> it wouldn't be sufficient right now. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad every year, so I'm getting used to it. Well, it's the Browns. I mean, there's a reason why that's happened. Ever since Biner fumbled, it's been a little rough. Fucking Ernest Biner. I know it. Talk about a curse. <laughs> yeah, and, and really... I didn't really make the and connection. It's the Broncos again. Jeez, man. Yeah, I didn't make the connection until just now that it was it was again it was the Broncos. <laughs> All I ever think about is the drive. Is isn't that was it Elway with that long drive? Yes. Like one year, something like that. I thought so. I think Steve's gonna have nightmares tonight. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a, a good memory. That's not the best memory. That's possible. like the only. That's, that's like my first Browns football memory because I was old enough. Are you serious? Yeah, I was born in eighty one, so I started liking them around eighty six, eighty seven. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and you know, Steve, as bad as the Browns are, I applaud you for sticking to them, and I also applaud you that you're not a Steelers fan. Oh God, I'd rather eat poison. Guilty. Brad, you're a Steelers fan, right? <laughs> okay, well, and, and I'll say that kind of with a little asterisk. I've really not gotten involved in the NFL for the last couple of years. I, I just got so tired of people making everything in the league about everything but football. And it's it's really mm-hmm. not even all about the Kaepernick thing. That's a whole other issue. Look, freedom of speech is what it is. I'm not going to take that away from anybody. You want to do it, do it. But you've also got to take the hit when things go wrong and not play victim. You did this. Yeah. It's it's basically civil disobedience on a different playing field. But I just Ooh. got so tired of the way that that was being done. And I'm starting to watch it a little bit again. But you know, when I watched it, I always grew up watching the Steelers. That was the team that was on around here. Yeah. We had some West Virginia people that played for them over the years, too. Right. But you know, if we're going to talk about pro sports and things like that, I'm a much bigger now. I'm a much bigger fan probably of the Penguins than I am of the Steelers or, or whoever else, just because hockey's great. And you get to combine athletic skill and talent and endurance and strength with violence. So it's really just a lot of fun to sit back and watch. And I'm hopefully going to go watch some minor league hockey later. But uh, minor league hockey is fun to watch live. Oh gosh, I can't wait! I'm so excited. There's a team in. Let's see. There's Charleston a team in, has one. There's a team in Roanoke to go watch. There's a team in Charlotte that's extremely good. They won a championship last year. The Charlotte Checkers, and they get bonus points from me because they posted a video last year of their mascot hitting somebody with a stone cold stunner. <laughs> Like mean, like doing it for real. It just they did it and put it in slow motion. I don't know why they did it, but I said immediately, if you do this, you're my new favorite team. I don't even know who else is in the league, but I want to go watch. I don't want to watch their mascot hit somebody with a stunner. And then maybe somebody can run out and hit them with a finishing move. And we just have one big mascot battle royal, which I'm surprised they haven't they haven't had at a WrestleMania at some point yet. Yeah, where you where you at, Vince McMahon? Oh, bad creative. That's right. <laughs> oh gosh, it has been some terrible creative. But hey, you just take care of my girl Becky Lynch, and we'll get along fine. 
I'm just, uh, I'm just I don't saying. Think that'll be an issue. <laughs> I'm just saying. But in slightly unrelated news, I now have someone to add to my hate list, and that would be Seth Rollins. But again, uh, uh, well, it's the truth. He's in my way, and I think we're going to have to go deal with him. I'll see him at WrestleMania next year. <laughs> in any event, um, one of the things that's come through in the last little while is that the NCAA has made the decision to allow players to be compensated for their name, image, likeness, and all of that kind of stuff. And it's really not along the same lines as the athletic department literally cutting a check and paying players, even though it's been a little bit misconstrued as that. But they've allowed that to happen for the first time. And a lot of people are considering that to be the beginning of the slippery slope and what could be the end of college athletics as we know it. And other people are saying it's really not that bad. And I know that you're deeply involved in college athletics just like I am. And I just want to get your thoughts on that just at the top of it do you think it's a good idea what do you think of of players being allowed to do that for the first time in history at least legally that we know of i think this is an excellent idea okay and one of the reasons i'll tell you why um this allows players to learn entrepreneurship before they leave college so say they don't make it to the nfl they already know how to run a business they know how to get funding. They know how to promote and market themselves. They basically, this is a chance for them to be their own business. I mean, essentially, let me give you an example. Okay. I mean, Jer- I mean, Jared Dagey could go, could spill out a piece of paper, Jared Dagey LLC or whatever. And he can, he can promote say panhandle cleaning and restoration. I mean, we've seen coaches on these ads for years. We saw Neil Brown in the recent commercial, we saw Dana Holgerson, Bob Huggins. We see all these coaches endorsing products. And you know what? If the players want to endorse a product or a company, I you know what? And they want to get paid for it in addition to their free education and their stipend check and their free meals. You know what? That's fine. And, and now not all players are going to get equal pay. Sorry to break it to the Democrats, but that's not how capitalism works. Exactly. And I think I that's mean, part of the I think, Jim, that's part of the slippery slope for me. And Steve, I definitely want you to chime on chime in on this as well. Part of the issue is this is going to be whether it's by design or not, at least in the early stages of it, this is going to be limited to the revenue sports. Nobody cares about the backup left fielder on the baseball team that's getting a quarter of a scholarship to play baseball doing an advertisement for the local car dealership. It's going to be limited to the four and five star recruits who are doing it when they're 18 and haven't even gotten to campus yet. They're going to be the ones doing these things and getting paid for it. And I think a lot of people are concerned about that slippery slope. Okay, it's just probably going to be football and basketball. Maybe on a couple of campuses, women's basketball, where it's a huge deal. UConn. So how uh, UConn back in the day, Tennessee, you know, Baylor's getting there. Some other programs Mm -hmm. are, too. But it's like, okay, how is the NCAA going to control it? They say they're going to put a program in place that still preserves the collegiate amateur athlete experience, which I think is such a cop-out. Nobody (laughs) even knows what that is. Nobody knows what it means. It's such typical nonsense linguistics. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, and I think that's intentional because they can leave it gray. So I think that's a major concern because – 
like you said, people are going to think this should be like socialism. Well, we should all get a certain amount. Well, then you start to limit it, but they're still going to be getting more than other people. It's going to start there, Jim. But where it's going to end, and I'm kind of okay with this, is you're going to have something like, okay, wait till the first time the WVU, and I'll use them as an example because that's where we have that common thread is WVU. Mm -hmm. Wait until the first time the WVU women's volleyball team's swimsuit calendar comes out. And they get to revenue share that. Okay. Well, how could you say no to that? How could that possibly be an issue? What happens the first time that other students are saying, hey, they're making money. Why can't I make the money? There's all of these issues that are going to be in there. And I think a lot of people and it all started with the legislation in California and Gavin Newsom passing that bill, which is just it was a token gesture, but it opened Pandora's box. And when that happened, I think they started a sequence where once they got two or three steps into it, they realized, okay, we don't exactly know what we need to do to finish what we started. And that's where it stands now. They're expecting instant resolution on this, and people are wanting to get paid starting next year, I'm sure. And it's just not going to be there. Meanwhile, every football player thinks they're going to go out and sign an endorsement deal for some some product or some service or whatever. And I'm looking at the starting point guard for the West Virginia women's basketball team right now. I'm thinking, no, that's who's going to be getting the money. And you know exactly Mm -hmm. who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Okay. And you look at her, you look at Shania Ray who played a year or two ago, go back a few more years, Meg Bulger. That's who's going to be getting some endorsement deals. And that's going to turn everything on its ear because you've still got the members of the track and field team who will not see a dime. And it looks like a good idea for the first two or three years. But once that jealousy sets in, there's no telling what can of worms is going to get opened and up as a result. it will because it's human nature. Absolutely. And well, that's, where, that's where socialism comes into play. It's greed. You're jealous over somebody else's stuff, and you think you deserve it, and you you should you should have it. Not that you want it, but you should have it. And then by those means, you should take it, and then they try to take it. That opens up, like I said, a can of worms that you cannot possibly contain. Steve, what do you think? <clears throat> I think that they could probably uh, – the schools would promote more um, to help them get the funds that they – that they want really mm-hmm. i mean because they're going to put them on the stage people don't watch sports for the team aspect as much anymore it's more about stars it's more about the sex um well think so about i it. can see wouldn't somebody you say wouldn't you say mm-hmm. that and i think a lot of people feel this way anyway but along the lines of saying it's more about stars yeah has that really been fueled by the fact that college football college basketball don't even stand on their own anymore they basically turned into feeder leagues the minor league system for the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, so there. I mean, the ones that are going to make it to the next level that are being pushed as the five star recruits, they're already going to make the money anyway. Mm-hmm. But I still see an aspect to where you have, like you were talking about, the point guard for WVU. You can have a, a member of the swimming team that's really attractive or this or that, mm-hmm. and they can promote that. I watch a lot of college volleyball. That's right. They could promote some of those girls. I mean, Reach! And that could actually bring more attention to that. So I think it's going to depend on athletic ability and 
you know, promoting to the next level and then the sex aspect of anything else. Well, or like a freak I'm... athlete playing baseball in left field. Sure. Maybe they can pander to that somehow. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be wrong about this, Steve, but if there was a professional women's volleyball league, like oh. there is for NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball or NHL, whatever, that if there was a professional league and there was a draft that you and I would be the Mel Kuyper Jr. Oh, I'd watch it. I would, I would definitely and talk who's about the other, <laughs> who's the other? Who's the other? Todd McShay? Yeah. Yeah, it would be Kuyper and McShay breaking down. I need to break down film. I watch them all the time. Let's talk about strengths and weaknesses. I know nothing about volleyball, but I think this needs to be the number one pick. I don't even think she can hit the ball, but number one pick. This is who they need. Yeah, we could sit there and break down film. Yeah, they're like Amazon queens, man. They're tall. They're athletic. They're usually pretty hot, so who wouldn't want a child with that? I mean, this is what it is. That's just (laughs) – that's – Nature speaking right there. I feel like this is starting to turn into an episode of The Man Show so from the late it. 90s on Comedy Central. That and college volleyball. Uh, I'm Adam Carolla. Softball. <laughs> so softball and volleyball, which do I pick? I think I'll go. Some softball chicks are hot too, but overall volleyball. volleyball. S- there are way too many stereotypes attached to women's softball. softball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arizona, Arizona State, Florida, Florida State. There are some schools. It's like, okay. Don't it, I know it seems like a good idea. Don't ever watch the teams from Hawaii. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I think a lot of those need to be taken off the softball team and put in at, at nose guard. They had square jaws. Stop, <laughs> they need to get in there and try to stop the run in a 3-4 defense. They That's got all cauliflower face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, uh, hey, hey, Steve. Yeah. I know this is the, uh, the second time. Hey, Jim. Yo. You know what time it is? Um, uh, uh, let's see here. It's five o'clock somewhere, but it's time for another Virginia Tech update. Oh, what's I'm being chased by the cops. What are you being chased by cops? You drive fast. I can't see a damn thing. More news from Blacksburg, Virginia. This one isn't even criminal. It's just funny. Virginia Tech had beaten... Their hated rivals from UVA, the Virginia Cavaliers, 15 years in a row. They had not lost to them since 2003 until this year. Nice. The one game that they did not want to lose more than any other on the schedule, they lost. And that just thrills my soul. The streak is over. Suck it, Hokies. Oh, that makes me happy. And that is our second Virginia Tech update of the evening. So back to the issue of the NCAA, this is the one thing that I'm really, really happy about. I think that there are pros and cons to this in either direction. Uh, Steve, you're a you're a video game player, just like I am. Um, what my attention spans lets me do. Yeah, I do. And you know, that's something we've enjoyed over the years. Jim, are you a video game player? Um, I used to be. I haven't had a console since the PS2, but my main games were NCAA football and Madden. Oh, okay. See, now you know exactly where I'm headed with this. Yes. Bring you, that game back, EA. Thank Come on, you. EA. Was it 2003? NCAA 2003 was the best. <laughs> I'll tell you. The last Loved one it. they did. Oh, eight. The last one? They, yeah, because of how good we were on that game. Damn right. The issue for me is that that game was so good. And it was so good for so long. I would be there at the midnight opening at GameStop every year, mm-hmm. waiting for that game. 
The PS4 has been out for years. I have not bothered getting one. And it's not, and I still enjoy playing games here and there, but if there's no college football game, I'm not wasting the money. Because I still, I'm 10 years deep into another dynasty right now <laughs> on NCAA Football 14. The resale value on that game, it's a PlayStation 3 game. The resale value of that game at GameStop is still somewhere in the neighborhood of $40. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Because wow. you ha- you can't get it, and people who do have them don't want to let them go. So There's there's demand but no supply. It's, it's there. It's waiting. There are people who do patches and who do customized artwork for things for Madden mm-hmm. to allow you to play it. But it's not the same. I want to be I no. cannot imagine at this point. And I know it would be, it would be a year long process minimum to go back and try to rebuild this, especially for a new console. But I think about the college football game. And by the way, it went away because of Ed O'Bannon. You babbling, yeah. intrusive, jealous talentless jackass from UCLA. He's the reason why we lost it. He played in the NBA. He played for there were two, there the were Nets. Two, there there were was two, Ed and Charles. Yeah, there were two O'Bannons. Did, yep. did Ed play? I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. he's still worthless and he's garbage and I hate him because that's why we lost that game. Okay. But now you consider just the possibility and EA would be crazy not to produce it. It would be the greatest selling game of all time the first year they, they bring it back. Money. Absolutely. So I think about that, and I I consider Mountaineer Field with all of the new additions, and then the other stadiums oh. that have changed in the last five or six years since they last produced that. And you think about that with PlayStation Four, and then you know the potential, obviously, for PlayStation Five and all these other consoles that are even waiting for us in the future, two or three years down the road. You think about those graphics with that game; it is such a wonderful thing to consider. And it's just been sitting there waiting because it's something that, oh, well, we can't do it because of that one lawsuit, and they're terrified of what might happen. So we think about all the money that's there, okay? And then you look at, okay, for example, Dabo Swinney at Clemson, who has come out and said, if players ever start getting paid, I'm done coaching. You know, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. The next time... The contract for the television rights to the SEC comes up. It's expected to be a multi-billion-dollar deal. Yeah, CBS is really going to have to pay up for their Saturday afternoon. Exactly, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to keep up with what ESPN is going to offer them. So you're going to be looking at multi-billions of dollars just for the rights to one conference with 14 teams for one sport. Dabo Swinney is making nine plus million dollars a year to coach college football. You look at Nick Saban, Jeff Brom at Purdue, which is hilarious. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, multiple coaches making seven million plus. It is nothing to see coaches making three and four million plus a year. And they're going to be concerned about that. I think college football has gotten, I love it. There's no sport I love more than I love college football. But I think the money aspect of it has gotten so big that it it seems a little bit insulting. It seems a little bit dishonest to act like those things are okay. But someone else can't be given. I don't know that we necessarily need to be cutting checks through the athletic office to pay these guys because that's not really fair to the lower revenue sports, it's not fair to the everyday students. But at the same time, 
it's kind of hard to deny them, I don't know, maybe a monthly stipend because they're not allowed to work. Maybe instead of it being a semester stipend that they have to stretch for four and five months, give them a monthly amount. Monthly. Okay, I'm fine with that. Because at some point you don't know where it's going to stop. You don't. It's not going to be good or bad. You don't know if it's going to, if it's going to get completely out of control and wreck the sport, and and not just one sport. This isn't just about football. This is every sport. I think they really they believe somewhere in their minds they believe that if we start to allow them to profit off of their name, image, and likeness, that the corruption that exists in the sport. People getting paid to go to schools. We've seen it with Adidas. We know the thing with Zion Williamson and Duke and Kansas and all that stuff. That somehow that'll go away. You think it's going to go away? You don't think it's going to get worse? Are you kidding me? That's what bothers me. I don't know where this ends. So the other issue that I think is tied into this, but people haven't quite seen it yet, and I want to see what you think about this, and then we're going to move on. I think this is going to fuel realignment one more time. Because the fight over this may very well either end, lead to people getting away from the NCAA and for, and the, the Power Six just kind of forming their own group. Because it's going to happen. People are going to stop playing NCAA sports. I mean, it's just going to happen. It, it may yeah. actually have to happen. Or, <clears throat> or the money is going to get so big that we're going to see another shift that you may see West Virginia in the ACC. You may see Rutgers getting out of the Big Ten, which was a disastrous move. And seeing some things go geographical again before you see that final realignment that may get them out of the NCAA ultimately anyway, but it just kind of delays it for a little bit longer. So I do think this is going to drive realignment. Is that something you'd like to see? Um, well, personally, um Last time we had to deal with realignment, I was right in the midst of it when I had that blog. And I tell you what, it was a hard thing to keep up with. I mean, the, the our fan base was legitimately worried about being left out. I mean, we were thrown a life preserver thanks to Don Nealon calling Chuck Ninas, who Absolutely. ran the Big 12 at the time, and said, hey, he, Chuck said, you want in the league? Start next year, do something about the airport. I mean, if it weren't for Don Nealon, the legend himself, we'd be playing the likes of Tulane in Houston and well, right. whoever else in Cincinnati right. every year. Well, and but so many we, of it, so much of it goes to Oliver Luck, but it was, it was Nealon. Yeah. And we didn't get that until recently. That's because yeah. Nealon stayed in the shadows. Yeah, and I think Luck and Clements said, realize, hey, Don Nealon knows this guy. Let's ask him, let's ask him to place a phone call. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the fans wanted the SEC. Some wanted the ACC. Yes, those are those are geographically make sense, but the ACC didn't want us because of those wine sipping limp dicks at Chapel Hill and Durham. Here, here. The SEC, well, they wanted us, but ESPN said take Missouri instead, and look how that's working out. The SEC was and is a pipe dream. That that's just how it's going to be. They focus yes. so heavily on TV markets before the streaming services became such a big deal, and have destroyed the need of TV markets. It's but, funny you bring up the streaming services. I'm actually reading the email that I uh, email exchange I had with Shane Lyons regarding ESPN Plus back in September. Mm-hmm. I just I think yeah. that that has changed everything. As it, it's destroyed the need and the notion of ratings. 
and of TV. Or we need the St. Louis market. Rutgers is going to go to the Big Ten because of the New Jersey. People in New Jersey don't watch Rutgers football. Who cares about that? It's College such a, football is so low on the totem pole in New York City. Well, especially Rutgers college football. And that's the well, issue here. It's it's. They say Rutgers is the birthplace of college football. I'd say it's the birthplace of bad college football. Well, it's the birthplace, but it never grew up. <laughs> it's 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 Rutgers football, but it's got Peter Pan syndrome. It just never grew up. Yeah, you heard they rehired Shiano recently. Oh gosh. Well, listeners of the episode that heard the stories from me and Jake Morris in one oh three understand how wonderful it is that they rehired Greg Shiano. <laughs> and let me um really chime in real quick about sure. athletes using their likeness. There was several years ago there was a player at UCF who was monetizing YouTube videos he was making on his own time right. with his own equipment. I remember the NCAA, this. Yeah, the NCAA put the hammer down and said, no, people are going to be able to make their own videos again. What I think some players are going to do, they're going to hook up with graphic designers, T-shirt companies, and actually market T-shirts with those funny phrases, their number on the back, and with their face on the T-shirt. I mean, branding. These play- branding, exactly. I mean, like I said, this is going to teach players to be entrepreneurs before they leave college. And I know it starts with the revenue sports first, and I'm hoping eventually they'll like they'll let the volley, the girls' volleyball and the girls' soccer teams and even the baseball team chime in because some schools have good baseball teams. I mean, I'm going to be biased. West Virginia is getting better and better every year on the diamond. Absolutely. I mean, we saw what happened. We saw what happened last spring. And it's just, I I think if an athlete wants to profit from his likeness, he can. Um, but one of my issues is, like you said, it was going to be limited to the four and five star recruits. Well, what about the three star lineman on who's board who's either on the bench or get, gets a little playing time? I mean, he's not going to be able to endorse anything. I mean, exactly. I think the jet. I mean, we're going to see second-string jealousy more than anything, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. It, it's going to cause issues. The, it's going to cause issues yeah. inside of teams. Be- and and exactly. it, it'll reach a point where you've got guys, a, a star player at a school where a coach does not get highly paid, and suddenly he's getting a six-figure endorsement deal, and he says, well, I don't have to listen to you. Okay, so the NCAA says, well, okay, you, you can only make a certain amount. Well, then they're endorsing three things. Well, yeah. if you're going, if you're spending all your time at at football practice, which is a full time job, I, I totally get salary that. cap. <laughs> if you're doing that, and then you're going to school, and then you're doing endorsements, I'm just going to guess the football's not going to suffer because that drives the endorsements. The endorsements aren't going to suffer because that's what pay the bills. Suddenly, the idea of being a student athlete, which is already kind of questionable in a, in in several different places, I'm looking right at you, North Carolina. Uh, Suddenly, uh, now it's getting worse and worse. And the problem is, I think it's a little idealistic. And, and I love what you're saying. I think it's a little idealistic to to believe that these guys are going to look at it as an entrepreneur. Because some of them will. I think the, the offensive lineman with the 3.9 GPA in chemistry is going to look at it as an entrepreneur. I'm afraid that the star wide receiver is going to go, oh, good, cocaine and hookers. And that's what it's going to turn into. So they're going to have to find a way to control this and kind of keep it 
keep it within the box. People are going to have to color between the lines. But at some point, you just realize the NCAA doesn't really care about enforcing what the rules they have now. Why are they going to mm-hmm. care about that one anyway? Okay. And let me all let me also chime in one more thing. I'm sure. not trying to drag this out, but sure, go. You said the whole idea of being a student athlete. You kind of laughed it off. Well, there are basketball players that it's five star, four star, five star players. Instead of committing to these big schools. They're going to pro league. They're going to the NBL in Australia and fine tuning their craft before coming to the NBA. I Absolutely, mean, they get paid. They actually get to go to a pretty nice country, and they get to hone their craft before they come back to the NBA and said, "Hey, I'm ready." All right. So one more thing we got. We got one more topic, and then we're going to get into our top five list for the evening, which is our top five fast food joints. Ooh. And you are the one who picked the topic because you're coming yep. on as a guest. So I said, pick the topic. So we'll get into that before we let you go. Uh, the other topic to cover just briefly, it's been the biggest trend on the internet over the last couple of months. I'll ask Steve first. Did Epstein kill himself? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't think so. Jim, yeah. did, did Epstein kill himself? No, because I'm sure if he were to kill himself, it would have been a more, it would have actually looked like a suicide, an actual suicide instead of what it, I'm sure, looked like in that jail cell. Okay, guys, so who did it? Was it the Clintons? I say the Clintons. I say the Clintons. I think they paid both the guards off. You have to look at their. Why? Because they were shopping? Their family's bank accounts. And uh, that's going to lead you to where, and once you lead it there, they're going to end up dead. And I want to say so, this. It was a yeah. pleasure to know you fellas. We will be suicided within a few days ourselves. <laughs> Take your best shot, Clintons. I don't know anybody with the last name in Clinton on purpose. If I find out your last name's Clinton, I'm not going to talk to you. Fair That's point. Right. Fair point. I don't even listen to George, uh, P. Funk's music anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to go watch PCU. Yeah. I haven't seen PCU in a while. Oh, that's such a good movie. All right, top five time. Top five fast food joints, not including pizza places, because that's a whole other list. So, you know, the ones that are just, you know, are mostly pizza, that kind of stuff, that's a different list, because that can really be the subject of debate. But, Jim, let's start with you. My um, top five fast food joints, Wendy's. All right. Top Taco Bell. Oh, boy. Subway. Oh, God. <laughs> Ch- Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. And Dairy Queen. All right. I, c- I can get down with like 60% of that, but Subway? Are you serious? I like the pizza sub. Oh, my God. We, got, we have got to get you some connections with some other spots, but oh, my Lord. See, if we do the top five most hated fast food, Subway is my number one. And not just well, beca- I- not just because they should sponsor Virginia Tech football, Jared. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me well, I'm wrong. I, I will also say this. I would gladly replace Subway with either Firehouse or Penn Station. Preach. Firehouse. Oh, my goodness. Fire- their brisket sub. Firehouse is actually on my honorable mention. Steve, go. <clears throat> I consider everything that I don't cook at home fast food. <laughs> All right. That's how I feel. Oh, my. Um, so, like, the deli at Kroger is fast food to you? Everything that I don't prepare at home. <laughs> but I will go traditional. Um, okay, what do you got? I like Tudor's Biscuit World. It's pretty good shit. All right. Ooh, um, yeah. Nice call. I like 
um, Dairy Queen would be number two. Okay. Wendy's pretty much the same way. Um, I also like Chick-fil-A. All right. Oh, yeah. And number five is kind of, I'd have to say Burger King. I'll get pretty good. Oh, man, I was with you. I was, I was, I was with you. All Burger right. King needs to stop selling those dollar tacos. Oh, gosh, I would that's not. so wrong. The burger I make at home is based off of theirs. I flatten them out pretty flat. Smash meat. I, yeah, I make them like that big around like that thin. Let me tell you what. There are – I had a joke, but I'm not going to say it. Um, Smash meat. There are – no, not that. Oh. I'll tell you whenever we oh, stop Lord. recording. Um, there are – there are certain things that I really like, and there are certain things that are just deal breakers. And one of them for me, I, I can't – the Impossible Whopper. I haven't tried it. It's impossible that anyone would think that is meat. Yeah. Okay, and here's why. I've had some of those vegetarian burgers that taste kind of close. Yeah, I tried one that you had, actually. Some of them are it's bad. Like, okay, this is kind of close. Well, the problem is – the way that they cook it is the way they cook the Whopper. And you it can't just, cook them like that. It scorches it differently, and it's it totally ruins the It's experience. texture, man. It's texture. It's just awful, and it's basically cardboard. I can't do it. Yeah, they do. If you cook it the same way, you'll, you'll burn the shit out of it. You actually have to put it in a pan with butter to keep it Bingo. moist. You have to keep it that way. Okay, so we have some uh, – all of us have some common ground on our list, which is not terribly surprising. Number five for me, Tudor's Biscuit World. Yep. You're going to serve breakfast all day. You have all these recipe biscuits. The biscuits themselves They're big. are mm. traditional southern buttermilk. They're perfect. They're wonderful. How can you possibly go Blakey. wrong? Delicious. Number four, Arby's. Arby's is good. And I'll tell you why I win Arby's. The roast beef I, is good. I like the roast I like, beef. You know, I like Arby's. The food's good, but it's just a little pricey for me. It is, it's then, expensive. Then again, how are they going to pay Ving Rhames for those voiceovers? Very good point. And they do have the meats. They do. This is why Arby's <laughs> makes the list. The roast beef's good. Don't get me wrong. But the gyros are on point. Yeah, they're pretty good. The traditional ones, the traditional gyros are on point. They have the best mozzarella sticks. Going around. The shakes are pretty good, too. Okay. The curly fries are good. They've got the shakes. uh, And not just because they're detoxing. They just got shakes. They're very, very good. I don't think you can beat it. Number three, Wendy's. Those square burgers, fresh, never frozen, always great. If I really feel like it, I don't do it as much as I used to. But, goodness, you flash back a couple of decades. It was the... It was leave school, go to Wendy's, get the the classic triple heart attack in a bag combo, yeah. the triple, the large fries, all that stuff. It's just wonderful. The fries aren't as good as they used to be. I know they changed them. They just don't salt them enough, and that's why they were further down on the list. The chicken's always good. The nuggets are great. The four for four, I think, is the best deal in fast food. Yeah. I think that's a tremendous idea. The Plus, Frosties, we can't leave out the yes. Frosties are always Frosties good. and French fries. The original chocolate frosty. And if you feel like it, if you feel like it, which I normally don't, if you feel like it, I gotta say the salads are pretty good. Yeah, they're not. Mm-hmm. Everything's are pretty right. decent there. Number two, Chick Fil A. It's God's chicken. It's God's chicken. They don't care if you have peanut allergies. Okay, though. and if I no absolutely nor do I. And if it's if it's bowl game season, yeah, obviously West Virginia's not going to a bowl. I don't know if I'll get to go to a Wake bowl game or an Iowa bowl game. But 
wherever I end up, if I end up having one of those days, like a, a New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, where you just get to sit and watch like nine bowl games in a row. Is there anything better than a nugget tray? And I'm not sharing. I want the small yeah, nugget tray. That's good for everything, right? Like birthday parties and all kinds of shit. Or just yeah. because, well, it's Tuesday. I think I need a nugget tray. Nugget so tray. That's what I want to do. I <laughs> think it's Tuesday. a great idea. And Chick fil A, you just, you cannot beat that chicken sandwich. It's just the no. best. I don't want to, I'm sure the Popeyes thing is good. I haven't tried it. It's not Chick fil A, okay? And it hasn't been blessed. It's the Lord's Chicken. They're closed on Sunday. They get the deal. And number one is Steak and Shake. Ooh. Steak and shake oh. with the garlic mm-hmm. double steak burger is is wonderful. The shakes are obviously good, especially the Nutella milkshake. And they have the seven by seven. That place is too dirty for me. The one that we went to that was different. That was, was North like, Carolina. Clean that fucking place, man. But I'm telling you, the Nutella milkshake and the seven by seven that was one steak and shake, Steve. I know, but it was like ran like a shit slop diner, and I was like. Damn it. Let me tell you what I was worried about. I was more concerned about the cleanliness of the server than I was the restaurant. That's always a big, big thing for me, too. Like, yeah. Is there anything else I can get for you? Well, you can start by boiling your hands. (laughs) That would be a good place to start. I just can't do it. Honorable mention for me. (laughs) Antiperspirant. Honorable mention for me, Firehouse Subs, as we said. I think they are just, That's I think they're good. top of the line for sub shops. I, I, I even like them better than Jimmy John's, and I like Jimmy John's. But Firehouse, that their their steak and cheese sandwich is amazing. The brisket's really good. They, they just got it on point. And the price point for how big the sandwiches are is not that bad. I think Zaxby's no. is great because of the sauce, especially, but their prices have gone up by about 40%. I in want the last their Dickies in there because Dickies yeah. is pretty good too. You know what? I did not put them on the list. I'm going to put them in my honorable mention too. I think Dickies is tremendous. They have uh, the best barbecue of any chain that I've ever yeah, been to. Yeah, chain barbecue for it, sure. That is just yeah. tremendous. Checkers uh, and rallies I, because of the fries. Yeah. Checkers fries are awesome. Yeah. And the ones you get in the freezer section are identical. It's totally worth we it. We buy those, yeah, at the house. Okay, this is a regional chain. It's a regional chain, but it's worth it. White Castle. I, I want a sack. I don't want to eat it every day, but if I'm in the Midwest, I want a Crave case from White Castle. Eat a sack. <laughs> and they will. Well, Jim, this year, did you turn 13 or 14? I can't remember. And th- I just sent a couple of care packages <laughs> to some people. Oh, no. We'll talk about that off air. I don't want you to uh, be liable from a legal perspective. Eating that. dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, get in my honorable mentions real quick. I've got, one, I've got one more, and I'm going to throw mine in there. Uh, my All other right. honorable mention is Quiznos. Didn't that one close here? Quiz- exactly? There's only one left anywhere near here, and it's in. Cl- I think it's in Clarksburg or yeah, Fairmont or something like that. We had two locations so at one time. There's one still over at the Travel Center. Okay, okay. Okay, but they have the chicken carbonara sub, which is one of the greatest things I've ever had. Ooh, and that was delicious. Okay, with the bacon Alfredo sauce, and then they had the steakhouse beef dip <laughs> with the French onion sauce and all that kind. Of- Steve, I can I can see the mental gears. Turning. What is that? That's the steakhouse and, and let me beef tell you, uh, and and I agree completely. There is there are few things in the world more pleasurable than a nice beef dip. But <laughs> yes, Quiznos is tremendous. Those are my honorable mentions. Jim, give yours. Was that Aju or something? Yes. Yeah, like is. I said, my honorable mentions are A and W, um, Moe's, 
Moe's, good call. Oh man, I freaking I love the I love the stack. The stack. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's called the wrong Doug. You know, I could throw Cadoba in there. The probably wrong Doug. Cadoba is good on Sundays because kids eat fucking free. I didn't know that, but I don't awesome. have any kids, so Cadoba yeah. is awfully good. And I'll just say this, and then we'll let you go. I, the reason Taco Bell didn't make my list is the more I eat really good. We have great Mexican food here. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Rio Grande is great. It sounds like I'm endorsing all these places. Rio Grande, Compestre are both amazing. El Mariachi's really good. I, think I like Ran- Rio Grande the best though. Rancho's probably fourth. In the in that Rancho Grande, yeah, and there's a reason why it's that they forgot the U in Rancho, but Ranchi Grande. As good as it is, as good as these places are, the more you eat at those places, it's kind of hard for me to put Taco Bell up that high because it just it doesn't hit the authenticity. But whenever there's nothing else open at two o'clock in the morning and you really want to load up on a bunch of food for a low price, it is kind of hard to beat Taco Bell. But yeah, that's sure. a yeah, plus. Go ahead. Plus, Taco Bell is one of the few restaurants that serve Pepsi Zero. See, the only thing that I drink from there is the Baja Blast. Baja Blast. Man, that's good. And it's the only place you can get it. It's so not fair. That's how they draw me in. It's the only kind of Mountain Dew I'd ever consider drinking Here, is Baja he- fucking Blast. Preach, Steve Randolph. <laughs> oh, man. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to the next one. It's been a blast. Hey, take it easy, Jim. You too, Steve. This is episode 21 of Apex Live. We'll be back to close the show right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Brad from Apex Live with a special announcement involving the podcast. Apex Live is now sponsored by Blue Gold Title Research. Blue Gold Title Research LLC is a West Virginia-based company established in 2012 during the shale oil and gas boom. In 2015, the company changed missions and entered into the world of real estate title services. In mid-2018, notary and signing agent services were added. Contact owner Jim Ashley for services today at area code 681-214-5656. Final segment of episode 21 of Apex Live. Thanks for sticking with us. We're finally back after such a long hiatus. It wasn't intentional, not entirely, but goodness, we've had so much going on. Thanks to Jim Ashley for joining us in the second segment of the show. Always good having Jim on. Always. He's such a good guest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a good guest. Such a good guest. Covered a lot of ground tonight, but we're going to end things on a bit of a serious topic for me personally. You, know, you don't expect to lose your friends when you're in the age bracket that we're in. It just seems way too early, and it's something that's happened a couple of times to me, but but not too often. I'm very fortunate in my life to have not have experienced a great deal of loss, even in my family. And, of course, that that means that inevitably it's probably going to happen a lot in a short period of time down the road. But that's family, and those are people that are, generally speaking, older than you. But you don't expect it amongst your peers. And you really don't expect it amongst the people who are younger than you. But that's something that's happened recently. I had a friend that lived out in California, and her name is Lauren Goddard. And... I only got to meet Lauren in person once. She actually flew out here. She was a big Florida State fan and used to write some content for Florida State football recruiting websites and things like that. But she loved college football. She loved soccer. (laughs) 
a point on which we disagreed heartily. Because there are many things in the world that I like, but communist kickball is not one of them. <laughs> but we met on social media, and she came out here for a game and said, I'd really like to meet you in person. So I, so I went down there and saw her for a couple of days, and it was tremendous. Totally platonic. But she was just a wonderful person. And we got to know each other really well, and she was such a good friend to me. A few years younger than me. And then a few years ago, seven years ago, she was diagnosed with MS. And not even just regular MS. It was the most aggressive form of multiple sclerosis. And it became very evident after about a year or two that it was something she would never recover from and would take her life in short order. They told her that she was going to die. And that's something that in your mid-twenties you don't expect to hear. But that's what she heard. Early on in that sequence, she decided there were some things she needed to go do. And one thing she always wanted to do was go to London because she loved, I believe it was the Arsenal football club. Yeah, Arsenal. Really big. So she was a huge Arsenal fan. And she went out there and got to go to London and, and sent back a couple of mementos uh, that she had picked up there and, and wanted to send those to me. She bought a ton of stuff for a bunch of people. But she'd gone through some very difficult times. And a few things in particular that I'm certainly not going to go into here. But I was able to help her through those. And there was a quote that I made one night when things were particularly bad. It was actually right before her diagnosis that she carried with her throughout that seven-year fight. And I think it's important to share here because it's something that wasn't just for her. It's something that I was telling to myself at the time as much as I was telling her and it's something I can share with anybody because it applies to them too. It's something that I learned through boxing, through watching Castillo Corrales, through watching Gotti Ward and so many other things. I told her that there's no shame in getting knocked down. Sometimes you need to take a knee. Just don't stay down until 10. Make sure you get up at nine. Keep fighting. We had a long talk about that when things were really going south early on in the process with that and with some other things in her life. And she carried that with her forever. And she would always reference it to get up at nine. So when she went to London, did some things, got to see the stadium, traveled the city, was over there for about 10 days. She sent back two things. She sent back a set of boxing gloves with the Arsenal FC logo on them and just a little set that are stuffed and you hang them on the rearview mirror. She sent back those. And she sent a bank that is in the shape of the classic English London red phone booth. And she said, I sent you the phone booth because that's where Clark Kent turns into Superman. And I sent you the boxing gloves because I wanted to say thank you for teaching me how to fight. You know, there are a lot of words that get overused in our world. We overuse and complicate and destroy the meaning of the word love. Of the word great. The word friend. Those words have been destroyed by things like social media. And the ideas of what relationships are now as opposed to what they have been in the past. And... 
we idealize things in the past, but things have most certainly changed in the last couple of decades because we feel like we're more connected than ever, but really on an interpersonal level, we're more disconnected than ever. But those words have always been destroyed. Sports have destroyed those words, especially the word great. You have one tremendous performance in the playoffs and suddenly you're a great quarterback. No, you're you had, a goat. No, you had a great game is what you did. So yeah. that's you know, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's not a great quarterback, but he had a great run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. We overuse that word. Well, one word that we've lost sight of the true meaning of it is courage. We use the word courage far too often in things like sports or an entertainer that has gotten hooked on drugs and then decides to kick the habit and then make a comeback and star in a movie. Oh, well, how courageous. When you see someone diagnosed with MS that is so severe, the traditional treatments aren't even an option. They have to try chemotherapy to do something to slow the growth of the lesions on their brain. When out of desperation, their family decides we're going to take you to Canada to try some experimental stem cell treatments because we're really out of options. When you see someone in palliative care for multiple years and you know that life is coming to an end, but you literally have no idea when because the quality of life never changes. Sometimes it gets a little worse. Sometimes it gets a little better. When that happens, we start to understand what courage is because you see someone go through all this and their spirits remain high. When you see someone fight through these kinds of troubles, taking steroids, gaining 50 and 60 and 70 pounds, and then losing it, and their spirits remain high, and they take the time to check on you, that's courage. When you see someone care for their family in those times, that's courage. When you see someone say in a breath, I know I'm going to die, but they still care about that day with no fear of tomorrow, much less what happens afterward. That is courage more than any fight, more than any sporting event, more than any personal rebound. That's courage. My friend, Lauren thanked me for teaching her and showing her how to fight and reminding her to always get up at nine. She taught me and I think a lot of other people a very valuable lesson about courage. 32 years old is far too soon to be gone. Far too soon to be gone from this life, from a disease like that. But she left behind a legacy And taught a lesson that epitomized courage until the very end of her life. And that's something that we can all aspire to, is to leave an impact like that on life. Whenever it's our time to go. The one thing I hold on to, Lauren was a believer. Her faith was in Christ from the very first days of her faith. So I know that she will be seen again. And I hope she knows the impact she had on a lot of people. Thank you, Lauren. Before we go, 
Uh, just another reminder, we are going to put together some Best of Apex Live shows for everyone to enjoy. I think the first episode is going to be about an hour long or so. And it'll cover the first eight episodes, maybe part of nine, and then we'll do the next set of episodes and all that stuff. So two or three of those coming, and we'll continue to compile those as we do more stuff. But Steve, I got to tell you, I'm just glad that we're back. I'm glad we're back to doing this. And, you know, it's just like riding a bike. We're right back on it. Yeah. Feels good. I I agree with that. We just uh, need to keep on. So we'll be back here in a couple of weeks. We'll do more stuff. That's what matters most. We're back. And we're thankful that you've stuck with us. Hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. And there's so much crap going on in our world. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Goodness. Still got another legal pad full of stuff. Steve, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for everything. That's part of the... It's part of the, the Thanksgiving ideology that's been lost, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. But it makes you more thankful of the stuff that you should be thankful for. I'm thankful for the people in my circle every day. Man, it feels good to be back. Episode 21's in the books. 22 will be on its way to you soon, I promise. A couple of weeks. But be looking for those best of segments, too. Just remember, betrayal never comes from your enemies. Watch your six. If you get the chance to forgive, do it. You'll be glad you did. Because it doesn't just release them, it releases you too. But don't keep repeating the same mistakes. Learn from the past. The scars that are earned are only as important as the lessons that you learn in the process. And that matters as you go forward in life. Until next time, I'm Brad, that's Steve. This has been Apex Live. Good night, America, wherever you are.